What we gonna do? Win! Win, 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 win! What's good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Welcome everybody to the Real Sports Show. I'm Mark, aka the Vet, and y'all know I got live back in the den. Mr. DJ Curry himself. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, everybody, we got back together. The tag team duos back together again today, y'all. And today's games. Today's games, D. Yes, sir. Today's games, man. You can't you can't even lie and say how shocked that one of them games were. But also, two is, you can't lie and say that you couldn't see Kansas City. Walking all over Tennessee like that, though. Honestly, like I was telling people at work, <laughs> only way for the Chiefs to win was they had to shut down Derrick Henry, and that's exactly what they did today. Yes, they did. They shut him down. He had 19 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, 3.6 yards a carry. Yep. They did their job and shut him down. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that offense is going to score points. That's automatic. Their offense is going to score points. Yeah, but see, see, the thing about it is, see, Tennessee rolled that 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 train that they said, oh, well, nobody's going to stop us because we got Derrick Henry. Nobody's going to stop us because Derrick Henry is the man that is King Henry. Mm-hmm. That's King Henry. Mm-hmm. So, with all that being said and done, you walked into Kansas City, and, Kansas, and at first – it looked like Kansas City didn't even have an answer for Derrick Henry. Because mm-hmm. he was balling out. Mm-hmm. He was really balling out. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, though, it was like, well, can they really uphold? Can, can, can Tennessee really uphold Kansas City today? Can they really show them out today? Because they started off strong. But you know how Kansas City roll. Oh, yeah. They started off strong. But after a while, it faded away. Uh-oh. And then Kansas City just started attacking. I'm just saying, Skip. <laughs> skip. <laughs> skip. I'm just saying, though. Kansas City came in here, and, and, and Kansas City was at home. They had the loudest crowd ever. Of the, course. The, the, you know, the volume level was at 104 all game long. Yes, it was. And, and at the end of the day, Patrick Holmes looked at the game. He was like, they were down 10-0. They were down 10-0 in, the, like, the beginning of the first quarter. Came back, scored a touchdown in the seven. This boy Patrick Mahomes is so good that he just was calm. He didn't get rattled. Didn't even, didn't even, like, didn't even hesitate on any of the throws that he threw down fit. This boy was completing at least he had to complete at least uh, 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 about sixty percent of his passes. He was completing. About sixty five percent of his passes, he was he completed today, mm-hmm. and 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 that's that groundbreaking up from Mahomes. But Mahomes has not thrown an interception yet in the playoffs. No, not a single interception. He threw five unanswered touchdowns in the last game that he played. Came back in this game and and went on a rant. Sure did. This Chiefs offense is really can score 
at will. They, like, they, they can really come out there and score at will. And anytime you see a team that is that dangerous, that can score at will, they're not somebody you want to mess with. So what what do you think? Honestly, Kansas City is known for their offense. It's explosive. Starting out with the cheetah. You have to get him the ball. Yeah. He's the spark of your offense. No disrespect to Sammy Watkins, who had a great game. Yeah, he did. He had a great game today. Seven catches, 114 yards on the touchdown. Yeah, I seen him drop a. Uh, I seen him drop that one pass in oh, the beginning yeah, though. In the flat, yeah. Yeah, he that dropped was, that one pass that in the flat, that. and and I was like, what? what? Really? Tyreek Hill is your game changer. Yes, he is. You have to get him the ball. With that electric speed, you have to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. Just like today. Five catches, 67 yards, two touchdowns. Right. That's still production. Yeah. So, come Super Bowl, he's going to be a big key for the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. But see, I think Tyreek Hill and... and See, the matchup is going to be Tyreek Hill or Sammy Watkins versus Richard, Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. And the way I seen Richard Sherman, before we're going to get in that in, later on in the, down in the show anyway, but it's the way I seen Richard Sherman get burnt by Devontae Adams on the last play, one of the last plays that Green Bay had the ball, and they went down the hill and scored a touchdown on him. I, I, I really see Richard Sherman having a problem in this game. Possibly, but he did redeem himself and had the interception at the end. I don't think Aaron Rodgers really cared. But when we talk about that a little later, we're going to get dive into that a little bit later on the show, though. But, you know, uh, this Kansas City team, it's something about when they play from behind that they can go up and, and, and they can come back in the game and win. It's something about that. It, it's something really about their, 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 their spirit that they have in them. I don't know. Basically, they have a no... Quit attitude. They're not going to quit. They're going to keep playing until the until the let to the game is over. Yeah, and that's exactly what they did these past two games. Yeah, they were down twenty four zip mm-hmm. against the Texans. I counted them out against the Texans though. I really did though. Until they came back and scored five unanswered touchdowns, unanswered touchdowns until late in the game. I did cancel them out, though. I did count them out. I did I did say that they wasn't going to have a chance in hell to come back and win this game after being down, well, I think it was 24-0. to Yeah, 24-0. And you thought that they was going to come back, the Kansas City Chiefs was going to come back. I thought it was over with after that. It was Patrick Mahomes or, or, or it was going to be Deshaun Watson in this game. But when you think about it, it's like, can we... Who, who, who's going to really shine in this game? That was in the first quarter, though. See, you got to think about it. It's, with the Kansas City offense, is hard to shut down completely one person. Right. Because they have so many multiple weapons. Not just Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, but Nicole Hardman. Yeah. Robinson. Even Patrick Mahomes himself. Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey. Yeah. That's normally their X factor. Yeah. But as you see, he got many weapons, so anybody can take over the game at any time. Including Patrick Mahomes himself. Yeah. As of just like today. He was 23-35 for 294 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He even had eight carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, but uh, some of them carries, though, he should have went. He, he could have slid better a little bit, though. Some of them carries, though. But, you know, they wasn't. Everybody kept saying Tennessee has this, this, quarter, this scrambling quarterback defense that they can shut him down. 
grab the quarterbacks. Well, at the beginning, it was showing because Caruso, no, Correa, I'm sorry. Correa. Correa was all over Patrick Mahomes. He was. But, see, they changed it up, though. They started throwing the ball a little bit more. They started running the ball a little bit more. It was five carries in the first quarter when they ran the ball a couple times, though. You know what I mean? They was like they was running the ball downhill, uh, picking up a certain amount, a couple yards here and there, a couple yards here and there. Got a one big explosive yard gain a little bit, though, and then they started slowing down on the run game and started opening up the pass game a little bit more, though. But and, and then Travis Kelsey missed that open pass in the flat that I, we was all thinking about, like, wow, damn, how did you open, how did you miss that pass? Yeah, that was critical. That was critical. It was but a critical part. They wound up pulling the game out in the end. Exactly, though. But it's like that everybody, can, like I said, everybody doubted the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. They all thought Tennessee was going to the Super Bowl. And I told a lot of people, I told a lot of people, I said, Kansas City is going to the Super Bowl. Kansas City is going to the Super Bowl. And I really couldn't tell you who was going to come out the NFC in NFC, but I can tell you Kansas City was going to the Super Bowl. The door was open after uh, uh, Tom Brady left. Once the Patriots was out of the playoffs, it was open season. Oh, yeah. So It was open season on anybody that could win yeah. the Super Bowl this year. Well, we know that we're going to be guaranteed new Super Bowl champs, and we don't have to see the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Well, I would have loved to see the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know if Tom Brady would have been ready for that. Who was who was gonna stop him? Father time. <laughs> Here y'all go with this father time shit. But to be honest, you saw who stopped him. Tennessee stopped him. See, the thing about that was, you said Tennessee stopped him, right? Okay. Did Tennessee really stop him, or did he really stop himself? Combination of both. And what, what, the and reason what, why I say that because for one, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, pretty much, the way he played all season, he didn't look like himself, to be honest. No. He didn't look like himself at all. No. And going into this game, that game against Tennessee, he still wasn't playing like himself. But at the same time, Tennessee's defense kept him rattled throughout the game, too. Yeah, but in a sense, though, did you get a sense that Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady? I got a sense in that game Tom Brady wasn't really – he was there on certain plays. He got the ball downfield on certain plays. But then again, he was in that cape. Like you said, he got rattled a little bit. But also, too, is that in that same line, like Tom Brady wasn't throwing the ball like he used to. Yeah, he's starting to slow down. He wasn't – Julian Edelman wasn't running the routes like he used to. Yeah, think about it, too. Julian Edelman was hurt. He was, though. But none of the wide receivers opened up the playing field for him, though. They wasn't really, they wasn't really in the line like of opening up that field, opening up the field for him a little bit more. They wasn't going downfield. They wasn't trying to break off their routes. They weren't trying to come back to the ball. Brady had time in the pocket though, but for how long? Yeah, that's true. You understand what I'm saying? That's so true. it was open season after Tennessee put out Brady and the Patriots. Everybody thought there was this miraculous team that they beat Baltimore last week. Baltimore was good, but I always told people this though about Baltimore. Yes, you 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 got to the playoffs. Yes, you got your first round bye week. But what is the one thing that coming off that one bye week can kill a team? Be honest. Complacency. Yeah. 
You got complacent while you were at home, got a little lazy because you got that first round bye week. You had to watch the teams that you're going to face. That momentum, the momentum wasn't yeah. there no more. Y'all was riding off momentum all year long. They was riding off that momentum train. Playing back to back. Exactly. Like, you got that bad week, so it's like you lost steam. <laughs> right. And even in the middle of the season, even in the middle of the season, though, when they had that bad week, they lost two games. Remember, Baltimore was it was six and zero. Yeah. Or five or six and zero at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought Baltimore was going on this train. Everybody thought Lamar Jackson was this this smooth guy. Now, I'm not saying Baltimore won't make it next year again. But I think they're a wild card team at best for next year, though, too. But like I said, though, this Tennessee team has proven a lot of teams wrong this year coming into this game. And they've also proven that they could beat the Patriots. Mm-hmm. They beat Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They got here. And they started out the game real strong. Mm-hmm. But Derrick Henry was not just dancing. It, it just cannot be Derrick Henry. Just know, every game they, they did win in the playoffs so far. Offense ran through him, yeah. so they thought that going into this Kansas City game, well, we keep running him, we can win again. Mm-hmm. But you got to think about it: you're playing against a whole total different defense. Even though the Patriots did have the number one or number two defense this year, mm-hmm. when you played them in the playoffs, it was a whole different story, right? And then you got to think about it too: the Chiefs <laughs> has a solid defense too. So that run with Derrick Henry, as you saw today, yeah, they shut him down. They did though, but in the beginning though, they wasn't shutting them down. It wasn't until maybe no in the round no in the beginning of it, they were shutting them down. It was he wasn't he was getting one two yards at best. He was explosive. Don't get me wrong. He was explosive on some carries. He was explosive in the carries. He was, but in the same aspect though, they didn't really start shutting him down until, until about didn't. third fourth quarter ish. Yeah. Like the third fourth quarter, they didn't really start slowing that train down. Yeah. Like, Derrick Henry was supposed to be averaging 185 yards per game. Yeah, because coming into this game, mm-hmm. if he would have ran for 150, yeah. he would have broke the record for, this would have been his third straight postseason game with over 150 yards if he would have ran for Right. Which was, that's one heck of a record. Exactly, though. Now, he has broken the record for doing that, though. But yeah. in the same line like that, though, is... Yeah, y'all was running the ball through him. Y'all was running the ball through him. How long did y'all think that was going to take? That's just like the Dallas Cowboys running the ball through Zeke. Y'all ran the ball, Zeke. Y'all ran Zeke, 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 Zeke. Until people start shutting that shit down. But not just that. It's like with Tennessee doing that, you basically open up a book for them, for other teams to look at you, especially Mm -hmm. the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Okay, we already know what they're going to do. So they already prepared for it. Right. They were like, okay, all y'all going to do is basically run with Derrick Henry and then y'all might do some type of play action or mm-hmm. whatever and try to throw us off. Right. That did not work at all today. No. All they kept doing was run Derrick Henry, run Derrick Henry. But as you see in the game, Tannehill only threw for 209 yards. Right. So, passing game, the top receiver was Corey Davis with five catches for 65 yards. He was their top receiver with A.J. Brown behind him with three catches. So basically, at the end of the day, they shut the pass game down. Mm-hmm. So it's like they shut down the run game, they shut down the pass game. Titans couldn't do anything, which is what caused Kansas City to jump back. The defense shut them down. Yeah. The offense comes on the field, runs up the score, like they always do. They come back. Now, in my aspect of that thinking, though, is is that Kansas City was trying to run that ball too, 
They were trying to run the game. They, they, but they slowed down the clock. And in their mind, they were speeding up the clock, but they were slowing it down. Like, they took so much time. Like, the Tennessee Titans were slowing down the game, too, as well. They were slowing it down. But then they started up-tempo. And that's where they made their mistakes at. See, in the second quarter, they had a pass touchdown in the second quarter, but Patrick Mahomes came back with a rushing touchdown for 27 yards in, in the second quarter of this game. Then you had Tyreek Hill with a cool quarter, 20-yard pass, mm-hmm. and then it was all Kansas City from there. It was four touchdown passes. It was all touchdowns mm-hmm. from there. Because the first touchdown to Tyreek Hill was on a jet sweep for yep. eight yards. It was an eight-yard pass. And then turn around. Like you said, he caught another pass for a touchdown that was about 22 yards. Right. So, it it was just all Kansas City. Like, Tennessee was all over the place. Tennessee didn't have a drive to put together afterwards because the defense started slowing them down. Exactly. Defense started doing X, Y, and Z. Exactly. Defense wasn't on as much of a point as they were. I have to take my hat off to Mike Vrabel for this being his first year Mm -hmm. as an NFL head coach. Yes. And he came all the way to the NFC Championship yes. game. He did to the AFC Championship game. He did, yeah, the AFC Championship game. He mm-hmm. did one hell of a job. Coach yeah, he did. Titans. He did one hell of a job. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he so did. So I take my hat off to him. I take my hat off to the Titans because they made it real far. Yeah, they did. Only coming in, you know, as the they were, under, they were basically the underdogs of the AFC because they were they were favored by a smidgen of a chance to win this game, but. Being that underdog, I think this was going to be the season of the underdogs. But also, Patrick Holmes was an underdog last year. Yeah, and he had the advantage for what happened last year, and he did. So now they're in the, they're now they're in the Super Bowl. Exactly, exactly. So to carry on, to carry out the rest of this part of the show, I think that was a good game. I think Kansas City did a hell of a good job of going out there, playing good football, doing what they had to do. Um, Tennessee, hats off, go to y'all, but y'all going to camp, sit y'all asses down, hotel room of twenty, room twenty four. Yep, they, they'll be in camp because that's a new segment of the show now. It's called camp, sit your ass down mm-hmm. in room twenty four. Okay. Now, how many points you lost by? That's what room number you going to. Oh well, in that case, they lost by nine. No, they go. They, no, lost, they lost by eleven. They, no, they lost the twenty four point. They only scored twenty four points. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. They, they, whatever points you scored, that's what camp you going to. Going to camp 24. Oh, okay. Uh, sit your ass down. Okay. And I'm sorry they had to be introduction. They had to be introduced into that camp, and and and, and that, that's it is what it is. Right. So moving right along, everybody, we're gonna move on to this last game that just came on TV. Phenomenal game. Very good game. And I'm very very shocked, and I'm very very appalled. That this wasn't a hell of a good game. That there was no fight. There was no dog fight in this game. There, there, there wasn't really. There was no passion. There was no drive in this game. And that's great. It's the Green Bay Packers and the 49ers. To be honest with you, looking at this game, the 49ers defense won in that game. Yes. I'm not even gonna lie. The defense was on point today. Yes. Aaron Rodgers looked terrible in the first half. Terrible. Aaron Rodgers looked like he was a, 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 a. He looked like he 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 needed that discount double check. <laughs> that discount double check. Yeah, he needed that discount double check today. 
I hope it, I hope the State Farm agent was on the sidelines today. Well, you know the funny part about that is though they played the State Farm commercial after the game went off. They did, and he was sitting there with his agent, like, uh, "What the hell happened? I don't know. I need the State Farm." And then you know, State Farm didn't come save my ass in San Francisco. But, but that was just in the first half. Second half, he picked it up. Mm-mm. No, I'm just saying, like first half, defense dominated. 49 defense dominated the first half. Uh, yeah. But the reason why I say second half, he came he came back. Because mm-hmm. look at his total. 31 to 39 for 326 yards. Okay. Two touchdowns, and he had two nasty interceptions. Yeah. Which was both definitely his fault. Well, his his last interception came off of... Richard Sherman. Yeah, pretty much. Which ended the game. I mean, the game was pretty much already over. It was. But, you know, it ended the game. Yeah. Now, of course, this doesn't surprise me. His top receiver, of course, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Nine catches, 138 yards. Yeah. Longest catch was the 65 yard, which is the play he burnt Richard Sherman. Hell yeah, he burnt the hell out of Richard Sherman. So it's like now, Aaron Rodgers showed like, okay, second half, they could maybe try to pull a comeback, but it was too late. You know what really, I think, what really slowed them down in this game, though? And and I'm going to be really totally honest with you, what I really think slowed them down in this game? I think it was... Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing like Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't playing like that bad man that we all thought he was. And he slowed down the game. In the first half, he was trying to go out there and bomb out, trying to think that he was going to, you know, score and get the points on the board like he was supposed to. But when it came down towards that that that, that nitty-gritty of, damn, man, we down by some points now. Can we get out can we get out of this this jiffy loop? You know, this situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. We're in some real slick situation here. Mm-hmm. No, it came down to where you sat on the sideline and you wasn't looking at no tape. Mm-hmm. Out of the whole game, I didn't see him looking at not one tape of the surface plus. Have you noticed that? Yeah. You noticed that he ain't looking at not near tape. Mm-hmm. He thought he had everything up the top of his brain mm-hmm. and look at no tape. Wasn't looking at what he was doing wrong. Wasn't looking at nothing that stuff. He just thought his whole line was doing all right. You had Jimmy G on the other side. Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo. The man that came from Tom Brady, which I always will say. Tom Brady's still in the Super Bowl, but he just under another name. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that until the Super Bowl is over with. Tom Brady's still in the Super Bowl, just underneath another name. And his name is Jimmy Garoppolo, who we all thought was never going to make it to the Super Bowl. Never in history did we ever think Jimmy G was going to make it to the Super Bowl. Well, he made it. You know, he was a Patriot, so he did make it. But he hasn't been into a Super Bowl. A Super Bowl by himself. To where he started. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now he has that opportunity now. Exactly, though. But we didn't think he was going to make it to the Super Bowl with a team by himself. Especially the San Francisco 49ers, though. But the way his gameplay has been played, he, he was 68, 77 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions thrown all game long. He was damn near perfect in this game. Just damn near perfect. He didn't throw the ball that much. They kind of basically gave him that 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 sideline shoulder of don't throw the ball too much today. No, let's run the ball a little bit more today. That's basically what basically all they needed to do was basically run the ball. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, growing up playing football myself. If something ain't broke, don't fix it. If you running the ball and they can't stop it, right? keep running the ball. What's the purpose of throwing? Now, coming up on a little bit of football, the knowledge that I know, you know, watching it, 
going outside, backyard football, you know what I mean, systems playing. You know the you know the defenders are gonna come at you or they're gonna blitz you or they're gonna just go and drop back in coverage. If you reading all this, what what and that's why Kyle Shanahan is a good head coach. And I say this because he's an offensive minded coach. He 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 had, yeah, exactly. He has that great offensive mindset. But in the same aspect of breath though is is that he didn't have to throw the ball that much today. You seen Aaron Rodgers. You said Aaron Rodgers threw 31 to 39 passes today. 31 of 39 attempts. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. You mean you couldn't get your run game going at all. 12 yards. I mean, 12 carries, 56 yards, averaged 4.7 yards per carry. He was averaging 5 yards a carry in the game. And you mean to sit up here and tell me that you could get nothing going? Nothing going against the defense, and you know Richard Sherman's on the right side. Well, let's just say lack of preparation on Green Bay's part. I think Green Bay thought they was gonna. This was gonna be a cakewalk. But it be as they always say: any given Sunday, you never know what's gonna happen. You don't know who's gonna show up. What? But being the 49ers being thirteen and three. You mm-hmm. saw how they played all year long. Right. You have to prepare for them. Now, if that was the Bengals, that's a different story. But, <laughs> but no, the Bengals, you know why the Bengals didn't go where they had to go I anyway. Because their they quarterback was down all game long. And the Bengals could have been competitive a little bit this year. A little bit more competitive than they were this year, though. But, yeah. But that's like I said. You got the Green Bay Packers, who's this. I mean, they have been a great team for years. Yes. But you're going against the 49ers. They're getting back into those glory days. They've been down for a while, but yeah. now they're coming back. And now they made it all the way back to the Super Bowl again. Last time they was in the Super Bowl, Colin Kaepernick was their starting quarterback. That is true. Now, with them being back in the Super Bowl under a whole new regime, which they did a whole new turnaround. And they played against the Baltimore Ravens that Super Bowl. Ray Lewis and Aries last Super Bowl. Yes, it was. Indeed. And they won it. And they won even though the lights went out and everything. But yeah, that's because Beyonce. But we ain't even talking about it. No, sorry. Mm. Mm. Not the beehive, everybody. I'm just saying, Beyonce, turn off the lights. I'm sorry. Don't get the beehive over we here. We're talk about that. Nope, we're not going to talk about it. It was Hurricane Katrina. We're yeah, gonna pretty much. It. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But we're going we're gonna to go back. Yeah, we're going back. the 49ers had a great team this year. Yeah. You have to prepare for them. Yeah. They got a new revamped offense, new revamped defense. Yeah. You have to prepare for them. They're not no step over team. Like, no. So, I think they got better once they got Richard Sherman on their team, though. Their defense picked up a little. Be honest little. with you, they got better when they hired John Lynch and then John Lynch bringing in Kyle Shanahan. That's when they got better. Three years ago. That's when they got better. Reason why I say that, they already had some pieces in place. Yeah. But they had to go out and get more pieces and draft pieces. They did that. Yep. And they, Kittle. And they put it all together. Nobody knew who George Kittle was. No. Now everybody knows who he is. One of the top tight ends in the league right now. Yeah, because, you know, but honestly, though, honestly speaking, though, you know who could have been up there, though? And we're going to talk about that later on the show, though. But Jordan Reed could have been up there, though, as a top league wide, um, tight end. 
had he had stayed healthy oh, throughout yeah. the seasons. He could have been up there, though. Oh, yeah. But George Kittle, props to George Kittle, though. But right now, he got speed. The top tight end in the league right now is George Kittle. Everybody sees him. Yeah, but George Kittle has, he has top, he's top heavy. His legs are very, very fast. He he moves very, very quick once he gets the ball. He's one of them dynamic, he's one of them dynamic tight ends that you can, it's hard to bring down. And if I had to compare him to anybody, I would have to compare him to Jason Witten, for real, for real. And call me crazy for that, though, but I would have to call him to compare him to old, the young Jason Witten that was back in the day, though, because Jason Witten was pretty fast at his height. He was top heavy, and he can he can maneuver the he can maneuver when he's running. He can get open. He can fit them breaks. He can get to, to he can break a couple tackles or two. I would say George Kittle. My comparison is Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis, because hmm. you got to think about it. George Kittle has speed. What did Vernon Davis have? Speed. He ran a four three. Yeah. As a tight end. Yeah. That's fast. Yep. He might not be top heavy built like Vernon Davis, mm-hmm. but he's like Vernon Davis, which okay. is something that they missed. Trust me. Yeah. They haven't had a tight end like that since Vernon Davis. That's why they drafted him out of Maryland in 2005. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once he left, what tight ends did they really have? Derek None. Carrier. Hey, bust. but Derek Carrier wasn't that bad of a bust, though. He, he could have, he could have, he had a promising future. Like he had a promise if he got him out there in the right way. Yeah, but it's like once they got once they drafted George Kittle out of Iowa, that set, that took their offense off. Because I'm but, like, you got a solid piece of tight end. Yeah, but you also got that blocker too. Yeah, See, exactly. Derrick Curry was that good blocker yeah. that you needed on your team to get the run game going. And see, George Kittle can do not only blocking though, but he can run them routes though for you. He can get open in the middle of the field, which is and, why they drafted. Yeah, but see, and then a lot of people also sleep on San Francisco, too. A lot of people sleep on this team because they think this team was an accident really, truly waiting to happen, though. Their Cinderella story that they're going to make, that they make it happen right now is really, is it Cinderella-ish? Or is it really going to be a dream come true at the end of the day once they go to Miami? Now, they're only two, they're only about four hours away from dog on uh, Disneyland. Ain't know that's where you go when you win the Super Bowl. But are they really ready for that in Miami? Be honest. Kyle is going to get to prepare for the Super Bowl. No doubt about it. Just like on vice versa. Andy Reid will have the Chiefs ready for the Super Bowl. Andy Reid being that he was already a Super Bowl. He was already in the Super Bowl. He knows how to prepare for it. But I will tell you this. Come Miami, February 2nd. At 6.30. At 6.30. You're going to see a defensive Super Bowl. It's not, it's not going to be offensive like how the Rams and the Patriots was. It's not, or it's not going to be super offensive where they score a bunch of points. It's going to be. Well, actually, no, that Super Bowl wasn't even that defensive. I mean, it wasn't even that offensive. It was defensive more. This last Oh, Super- yeah, well, you know, yeah. Yeah, this last Super Bowl, everybody got. To well, see what they always well, wanted to see in a defensive Super Bowl. I mean, I didn't mean to say it like that, but it's not going to be as boring. That Super Bowl is boring. I'm sorry. That Super Bowl, okay. See, the most excited Super Bowl that I liked was the Falcons and the Patriots. That, that was more exciting. Okay, you because said. Because of the comeback. 
Okay, okay. Let me let me talk about that. Let me let me enhance that a little bit though. Let me jump on that a little bit, just a little bit. Let me let me let me jump on that just a little bit. Okay. You say that Super Bowl was boring. I say that Super Bowl was exciting. I say that Super Bowl was exciting for three reasons and three reasons only. Everybody begged for a Super Bowl to be defensive beforehand. Hold on now. I got you. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you in there, D. I'm gonna get you in there. Everybody begged for a defensive Super Bowl because they got tired of seeing all these points being thrown on the scoreboard. Y'all, everybody was asking for all the fans was like, oh my God, oh my God, we're just going to see points. We're just going to see points in Tilltown. Where is the defense? Where is the defense? Okay, you got that in one. Two, you've seen the offense, you've seen the defense scheming. You've seen a lot of preparation going to this game. Last year, you saw a lot of preparation going to that game. Both defense and offensively, you've seen a lot of schemes. You've seen how the way championships were made to be won by defense, not by offense. You've seen defensive championship mindset that the defense was not going to allow you to score as many points as you think you're going to score in the game. That's number two. And my third point is you stop one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever live one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever live, and you held that man down to the less points that he ever scored in the Super Bowl in the past two years. That's true. Two years. That's true. He scored 35 and one, and I think it was like 35 and another one. Mm-hmm. Brady did all that. Now, with that being said is, is this. You got what you asked for last year. Don't start crying about it this year. Because it's like people are crying about, oh, the Super Bowl was born. The Super Bowl was born. It was not born. It was the competitive nature of the Super Bowl that got every, that got everybody all around us talking about this was born. This was born. It was competitive. And we're not used to seeing that in years gone in the years past. That's true. But this is my take. See, I can't speak for everybody else. Okay. It was boring for me because it looked like it was the battle of two old people. <laughs> like, literally. Like, you already you had Tom Brady on one side. Okay. Jared Goff on the other. Okay. Jared Goff played like he was old as hell. Tom Brady is already old as hell. Yeah. But it's like, come on. Neither one of them was pushing the offense at all. Were they really not pushing the offense at all, or were they really pushing the offense and the defense no, was just this, shutting them down? This is what it looked like to me. It looked like they paid them bamos. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was bored. Like I don't mind. Like to me, I don't mind a defensive game. Okay, I don't mind it. Right. But if it's going to be a defensive game, make it a defensive game to whereas I mean, it could be defensive like this. But you would like to see some type of offense as well, where you're scoring touchdowns and not field goals. Well. Okay, I can agree to that, but that's, okay. what, that's what I mean by it's boring. It was boring because I'm like, okay, defense shut down. All you doing is kicking field goals. Who want to see keep you keep putting up three points on the board all the time? Okay, what what I can see your point on that, but I want to see something in a Super Bowl kind of like the old body bag game from the Eagles and Redskins. Okay, Skip, you're not gonna see that, Skip. I know that, Skip. I'm just saying, Skip. Come on, man. Just Skip, be realistic, Look, Skip. I'm just saying. Be realistic now. I'm being honest. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you what a be good game Be realistic is. here. I'm going to tell you a good game. Because you, know you know the Rams had one of the highest power defenses coming in that game 
of no, Donald. They had, they had the best offense. They had like the number one offense. Going okay. against the Patriots. You had Aaron like Donald. The number two defense. Okay. Like you had Aaron Donald. Okay. Who was fast off the line. Oh, yeah. Un- unblockable. Very, very fast off the line for a defensive lineman. Unblockable. And, and exactly. Mr. Unblockable. Coming off the line. And doggone getting the Tom Brady. You can't tell me that Tom Brady had time in the pocket to think about where you're going to throw the ball to. Uh, no. I had to go out there and find a way to get the ball downfield. Then, Stephon Gilmore, because the reason why the Patriots really was lo- lost one Super Bowl is because they sent down Malcolm Butler. Let's really talk about that one, though. They really sent down Malcolm Butler, and that's why they really was going to lose. That's why they really lost that Super Bowl. But do you ever know the real reason why they sent him down? Because they got into an argument in the game prior to that. Don't make a fucking difference. If he's your best guy at the defensive play, he should be on the field playing, regardless. That is true, though. Regardless. No, wait, wait. That is true, though. But in the same aspect of breath, though, is this. Can you say that, oh, well, my best defensive player is not going to play. In, I mean, he's going to play in this game, but we just had a beef this, this, this game go. You cost the Patriots the Super Bowl that game, Bill Belichick, though. But then you come back and win it the next year. Brady would have had seven rings. Mark my words. Brady would have had the seven rings. He would have been retiring. He would have retired last year off his seventh ring I'm last year. I'm compare that to. With them sitting down, Marvin Butler, the way they did, mm-hmm. that's like telling a black person you can't eat no more seafood. Or eat no more fried chicken. Or eat no more fried chicken or nudge. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because in that aspect... He said, look, and in comparison to that, he said, look, you're going to get high blood pressure. You keep eating all this fried chicken. So, if I had this high blood pressure right here, I cannot physically let you play. I can't let you eat no more chicken because you're going to get high blood pressure and die. You was killing my team, and oh. which they wind up letting him go. At oh, the end of that if season. you really want to go, okay. you can compare that to... Not running the ball with Marshawn Lynch when it's going to win. Okay, hold up. I know you was going to bring that up. Okay, okay. And that Super Bowl right there. That, everybody know that was the dumbest. Okay. <laughs> you can't. Ca- you that, can, no, that was the you cannot compare stupidity to an inconsistent player. Oh, to a player that wasn't. That that that, no, that, no. that, that, that was kind of a dynamic change no, 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 no. That was straight to. That was straight stupidity, skill. And it was straight stupidity to sit down with Michael Butler to say <laughs> that was straight stupidity, too. Because you, honestly, if he would have been out there, they would have won that Super Bowl. Hands down. Okay, they would have won the Super Bowl, hands down. Though. But if Marshawn Lynch would have ran the ball in the day, they the Super Bowl. Bowl. But you can't say, we don't know that for certain, though. Marshawn Lynch said it at the, after the Super Bowl. No. He said, wait a minute. Marshawn he, Lynch was beasting all season that season. He was. He would have made that. And threw the one. That he was called that touchdown. Marshawn Lynch said at the end of the game, he said, "I knew the play." And when they called the play in, he was like, "Damn, y'all not gonna run me, man." Okay. And he put his head down, and he saw Russell throw that ball, and it got picked in the end zone. But since you want to take it there, who picked the ball? Malcolm Butler, right? Which which goes to my point. It was stupid. <laughs> To sit him down. That was dumb. But yeah, he did pick the ball in the end zone. But, like I said. Just like it was stupid for Pete Carroll to throw the ball instead of running it with beast mode. 
He wanted to throw the ball. So either way, on both of them, both coaches were stupid <laughs> <laughs> to make the moves that they do because you cost your team. They did cost their team though, but in the same aspect though, one was a uh, one was a move where you said like you compared it to chicken. One was a move that says that I'm gonna give you high blood pressure. The other move was like, look, man, I ain't got shit else to lose. What I got to lose in this game? A Super Bowl ring? Did I already just won? What I got to lose? Two Super Bowls? But Pete Carroll also said that in the game, that game too was, and if I remember correctly, he was like, damn, I should have ran the ball though. But it, was, it wasn't given. But to be honest. But they were all expecting to the run. Honest, even the Patriots was expecting it. They were expecting the run game. Everybody was. Even everybody in the stands. Oh, we got this beast move about to run. Pretty much. And then when they saw him go back to throw, they were like, the hell? Yeah. That what happened. Interception game over. Yeah, it, it, it was a sad day. Be honest, if I was a, a Seahawks fan, I would have wrote a letter. I think everybody wrote letters to Pete Carroll and said, what the hell was you thinking? I, I, I would have put a blog and promotions <laughs> on the damn internet. Because that, that right there, Marshawn Lynch would have made it. I'm telling you. Okay, that's... Just okay, you want to compare that. Just by looking at how the Patriots was lined up. Yes. He would have had an easy walk and touch that. But they were lined up against the run. Everybody knew Beast Mode was going to get the yeah. ball. Everybody said Beast Mode is about to get the hey, ball. Hey. He's going to run it in there for when the When you touchdown. see everybody lined up on the run, right? Uh-huh. When you're on, the de- when you're on defense. Mm-hmm. Offensively, what type of run do you call? You don't call a run where you run straight into the teeth of the defense. No, I run to the outside. Exactly. Run. You call a pitch or yeah. a toss. Yeah, pretty much. Either way... Beast Mode would have got in. No, I think they they would have pitched it or tossed it to Beast Mode. They would have caught him on the on the on the one yard line. Not when you had a fullback right there. Damn, I forgot about the fullback. Okay, well, well, well. Because if they would have called the pitch, you got to think about it. On that side, it was only Malcolm Butler and whoever the other yeah corner was. Right. One corner, all they had to do was block Malcolm Butler. Yeah. And then the other corner would block the other one. The fullback would have free range at whoever would have came off the block or yeah. however. Yeah. He would have easily walked in. Trust me. I do it all the time. I play Madden like 24 <laughs> seconds. I do it all the time. Okay. So. But I don't do a toss. I do a stretch. See, what I would have did was I would have still get straight, uh, straight ahead. Told him to jump over the pile line. As he has done several times before. I would have told his ass jump. Now, you don't see too many, you don't see too many running backs. What was the last running back you seen in the past two years, two seasons, jump over the pylon like that? Jump over the jump over the defense like that. Jump over the offensive lineman just to get a touchdown. I can get you two. Who? Adrian Peterson, Derek, Derek Geis. Um Darius Geis did it against the Panthers when he had 10 rushes for 129 yards and three touchdowns. Okay, besides them two motherfuckers right there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Give me... Okay, you already gave me two. Damn. Okay. All right, I'm stopped a little bit. Okay, I got stopped. I got stopped. Okay, but anyway, Peterson, when, when does, does Peterson do it every game? No, a lot of times he easily just walk in. Okay, did Derek Geis did Darius Geis do it every game in college? When they were on the one yard line, did Darius Geis ever jump over them like that? Depends on the situation. 
Okay, now, in this situation here, we're talking about the Super Bowl against the Patriots. But Everybody's stacked against them. On that one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have ran through. Reason why? Because you got to think about it. You got Dante Hightower, linebacker, who can and, jump. And? What if you, okay, both of y'all. Beast mode is big. He would have jumped past, he would have broke him and pushed him back. But you got to think about it. It's not just him jumping. It would have been two other mo jump with him. Yeah, that's true too, though. But Beast Mode would have probably got through them. He was yeah. running like he was running for the cops all season long that year. That is true. Actually, now, this year, actually, he, had he, he was running from Skittles. But, <laughs> and Pepsi. And Pepsi. Don't forget about the Pepsi now. Matter of fact, I think they told him that that cake that they had in the NFL 100 commercial was, was, yeah, so he was running. Yeah, he was running like he was running on Skittles. But now, he was running this like he year. Had to toilet. Yeah, pretty much. But this year, though, it was something different, though, this year. About Beast Mode though, Beast Mode had that 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 combination of, um, okay, I can get my feet wet again. I gotta get all the stuff ready again. But he had time to rest, which is a good thing. Yeah, he did though. But he, I think they should bring him back next year and see if he can do it again next year, where he has a whole long season again. And can he stay healthy again? And can he really come back and help this team out again? Now they gonna have their running backs back. Pete Carroll will have all his running backs back. Carson will be back next year. Next year, but in the same aspect of breath, though, is, is can they do it again? Now, as far as the 49ers is concerned, their running game wasn't even that spectacular. Well, it was today. Mostert had 220 yards with four touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's so, and that's not their starting running back at all. No, because his starting running back, back got hurt. Got hurt. He broke his elbow. And then the starter's backup got hurt, which yeah. is Matt Breida. He was hurt. Breida was already hurt. So it was like, okay, we got this rookie here, Mostert. Let's start him. And he's balled out today. So I expect him to get a call from Deion Sanders. <laughs> if but you two, ball, you get the call. So he about to get that call. But 220, though? 220? The offensive line's. 220. The offensive line killed the Packers defensive line. And you know who really stood out to me today, though? Debo Samuel. Two receptions, three targets, 46 yards, 23 yards per... I'm average 23 yards. Okay. Now, now I'm not saying that that's not, that's not Debo Samuel's style, but he could have did better than that, though. But he kind of stood out to me in this game, though. He helped save their career. But he could have, but they really didn't throw the ball. So, that no. was like the run game basically took over. It did, though. For you to run 220 yards, all together, 29 carries. All together, just by, if you add up all of it, the runs together. Mm-hmm. They ran for 200. Let me see. 220, 43, 21. They ran over, like, 300 yards. 283 yards. 281 yards. 83. 83. They had 283 yards today mm. on the ground. Mm. 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 That, that, with that, that type of running, you don't need to throw the ball. You can just ram it down the throat. And the bad part is, with all them runs, with all that rushing yards, it wasn't even raining. No, it wasn't. You would do that type of if it's raining. like. The but see, I think that they was like, I think that what the thing was is that they was betting on uh Jimmy G to throw the ball more this game. And I think they was banking on the fact that he had Debo Samuel, George Kittle, 
And they couldn't really shut them down this game, though. So they had to do something different, which run the ball more. So now, with this happening, let's preview to the Super Bowl. Okay. You see that this happens. You saw what Kansas City did to Derrick Henry. Yeah. What makes you think they won't do the same thing to most people? To whereas he has no choice but to throw the ball. I think if he put the ball in Jimmy G's hands, he would not get the, he would get the job done. Well, he did learn from Brady. He did. Belichick. So. Now I think. But the thing is, if you put the ball in Jimmy G's hand against this defense, but do you think he's ready for that? No. I don't even think Mahomes is ready. I think Mahomes is ready because you gotta think about this. Mm-hmm. This would be both at the end of the day. This is both of their first Super Bowls actually as starting quarterbacks. So you have nobody that has experience. So, but Seth for well, Jimmy G has experience, but he never started in the Super Bowl. He didn't even play in the Super Bowl. No, he sat on the bench the whole time. But he knows the preparations. But he knows what it takes to be a champion. Yes, he does. Which I. Has an advantage, but like I said, this would be his first Super Bowl as a starting quarterback. But also, you can't say that Patrick Mahomes don't have an advantage though too, because he has a quarterback. I'm mean, a coach that has been there and can prepare him for anything that goes about. Because Jimmy G ain't doing nothing but that, but the, what, that, that nothing that Tom Brady didn't do. But to be honest with you, Patrick Mahomes' skill speaks for itself. It does. So he has an advantage when it comes to that aspect. Yeah. He has a better arm yeah. than Jimmy G. Hands down. He yeah. can throw from any angle. Yeah. He's like that 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 quarterback that gets you he, to... You know what? I'm going to tell you who he reminds me of. He reminds me of Pete... What's his name? Pete Marinovich? Mm-hmm. The old quarterback used to believe with the Raiders? Yeah. That's who Patrick Mahomes reminds me of. Patrick Mahomes got this style of play where he can, he can angle that ball so much and be accurate with his passes. And that's because he came from that baseball trait. But now that you say that, but you have, but you didn't know about that baseball oh, trait yeah. though by playing baseball in your lifetime frame before, you know, high school baseball. But you know how throwing the baseball, how you got curve it, how you can do everything else with it. That baseball trait is what's getting them in football. Well, also, just by you saying that, who does that remind you of? What you talking about, though, Dion? Oh, no. You're talking about the way you just said all the different angles and everything mm-hmm. of how he throws the ball. Who does that remind you of? Who? You just seen him play. Are you talking about uh, 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 Jimmy G? Who? Aaron Rodgers. See, Aaron. No, Aaron does the same thing. He can he can do, he can throw from different angles, too. It's he, a, I'm trying to tell you, it's the exact same. It's, a, it's the same. Aaron Rodgers. Because everybody says Aaron Rodgers is one of those quarterbacks that's one of the million. Mm-hmm. He's a bad man. He can throw from different arm angles. Hell, he can do plays that you won't even freaking imagine happening, and it happens. Well, we did see one commercial play where he was going downfield with the ball, and he just jumps up and just throws the ball in the end zone, and he scored a touchdown. But now, I did see a play in this game, though, where he got the ball downfield on that last play with Devontae Adams was, he jumped for it and threw the ball. He jumped and threw, and it was like, what the hell happened? How the hell did Devontae Adams get that open? How did you get that much time in the pocket to jump up and throw the ball downfield for a completion that should have went for a damn touchdown? Yeah. That should have went for a damn touchdown. Which is why I said, if you really want to compare quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes is the 
is like the new Aaron Rodgers. Would you say he's the new Aaron Rodgers or would you say he's the new Vic in a sense? Nah. The Vic McNabb are coming back a little bit. He's nowhere near them. The reason why he's nowhere near them, he can run, but he don't run like they do. Vic ran. Now, if you want to compare somebody to Vic, Lamar Jackson all day. No, I wouldn't even compare Lamar Jackson to him. Lamar Jackson. I would compare Vic to kind of Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson kind of got the same kind of little aspect when he used his style of play. Lamar Jackson hands down is like is like Vic. I would say he's more like McNabb. No, Russell Wilson is more like McNabb. Why? Okay, why you say that? Reason why you got to think about it. McNabb was not that fast. He might look like he was fast, but he wasn't that fast. Russell Wilson looks like he's fast, but he's really not that fast. Okay. Russell okay. Wilson ran a 4.6. I think McNair ran like a 4.7. That is true. So. But that wasn't a year really of scrambling. But you had Dante Culpepper back then. Dante wasn't even that good of a runner. He wasn't. But Vic was the powerful runner. But he could throw downfield because he was left-handed. And everybody wasn't really ready for that. It's like a trickle effect. Mm-hmm. When Vic basically took after Cunningham. Mm-hmm. And then... After that, you never saw another dual threat quarterback until what RG three. RG 3s problem was he didn't know how to slide. He didn't, but he could still go downfield with the ball though. He still was accurate downfield he, with he, the ball. He was a, a true definition of dual threat, like Mike Vick was, as far as being able to launch the ball downfield sixty plus. Yep, and being able to run. But he still has that talent though. Yeah. But no other quarterback, you have never seen no other quarterback other than RG3 coming to do the same thing since RG3, except for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's problem is is that he slides, but he takes too many shots. Yeah, he don't. He don't. He. I understand you. You want to get as many yards as possible, but sometimes you have to go down. You yeah. don't want your career to be like how RG3's was. Even though I think his career has been resurrected a little bit, but injuries is what messed him up. Injuries in his mouth is what messed him up. But was it really his mouth? If you really think about it, let's really say this. Was he really a problem that much due to the fact of matters that he really didn't have? You really took away a lot of his weapons that he had. Just did the same thing in Washington, which we're going to bring over to Washington in a minute, though, too. Turn our tables over to Washington. But was he really a problem in Washington, D.C.? Or was it the team taking away his abilities to throw the ball downfield with no wide receivers? I'm you didn't give him no front line. I'm going to break it down for you. I'm just going to break it down for me. What happened was Daniel Snyder doing what he always does, mm-hmm. meddling in the business. As soon as RG3 gets here, Hey, do this, do that. RG3, listen. Okay, first season. Wonderful season. Mm-hmm. Went to the playoffs, rookie of the year, bang, bada bang, bada bang. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Now. You want to see more of it. You want He's like, okay, this is what he did the first season. Let's see how next season goes. But before you can even think about next season, you got to think about what happened to the end of that first season. He got his leg busted up twice. He got his leg hurt against Baltimore. Twice. No, no, it was against Baltimore. No, this, I'm gonna tell you, his leg when he got <coughs> hit at Baltimore, mm-hmm. that's when it started to go downhill. Mm-hmm. You took one week off, let yeah. Kirk Cousins start, which yeah. was against the Browns. 
We won the game, but then RS3 came back that following week. Right. Okay, we won all the rest of our games. His knee was jacked, everything. Yeah. Which, in my honest opinion, he shouldn't even damn play. I agree with that. This too. is your prize quarterback. Yeah. This is your prize quarterback. You gave up what, three first rounds? Yeah. For a first round pick in the draft, for a second round pick. To get the second overall pick, you gave up three first first round picks and some second round picks just I to go that. get him. I remember that. So, if he gets hurt, why sit him down one week and then allow him to come back? If he's your prize, your franchise quarterback, he would have came back. No. He would have sat his ass on the bench like everybody else. But they let him have so much say-so that young. Was it him that had to say-so or was it the conductor, which is uh, uh, Snyder? Was Snyder calling the plays? Or was it Bruce Allen calling the plays at the time for him? It wasn't Bruce. Because I'm going to tell you now, in that game against Seattle, we was winning. We were winning. It was 14 nothing. Mm-hmm. Remember, you got to think about it. RG3 did get hurt. Remember, right. He was hobbling off. Yeah. Dr. James Andrews was there, examined him and everything. Yeah. Everybody told RG3, take a seat. We're going to let Kirk finish the game. Yeah. Him being the competitor that he is, no. I'm fine. I'm going to go out there. He made that decision. It wasn't Snyder. It wasn't no coaches, nothing. He made that decision and want to go back in there. I remember, I think it was a game where it was the same relevance to that. Uh, was it Lamar Jackson? That's, no, I'm sorry. Case in point, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins said in the press conference, Dan told me not to go back in the game. With a high angle spray that he had. Yeah. He was competitive too. He said that I wanted to go back in the game. Haskins said that personally at the end of his press conference. He said, look. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. And he says, Dan told him not to go back in the game. So is Daniel Snyder scared? Was Daniel Snyder really scared to put him back in another situation again after you had RG3 here? To be honest, I'm going to say yeah. Truthfully, I'm going to say yeah. He realized what happened with RG3 back then. Right. Because of the field. Because of the field. Mm-hmm. He did not want to He did not want to see that again. So he's like, no, you know what? Nah, you're not going to play next week. But at the same time, to get back to RG3, yeah, it was his decision to go back in that game. Yeah, it was. James Andrews told him, no, do not go back in the game. Right. He wanted to go back in the game. What happened? So to get back in the game, bang, bang. Done. Go with Done. Done. So my my question is is this: Would you have let Dwayne Haskins go back in the game if you were the head coach? No. Would you have be been, honest with you? When he first hurt his ankle, mm-hmm. he would have been gone out then. But do you know the competitive nature of your team? I get all that, but at the end of the day, I'm the head coach. I call the shots. No, you would have been back out there. So if you, I had total control of my team. So do you think that... Jay Gruden didn't have total control of that team. Do you think that Mike Shanahan had full control over the team? Honestly, when they brought Shanahan here, he did, mm-hmm. but it was only to certain limits. Okay. It's not like how it is now with Ron Rivera being in there, and you heard Daniel Snyder... Hold up. You heard Daniel Snyder <laughs> himself right. say in the press conference after he said Happy Thanksgiving. Stupid I, I, motherfucker. Who the hell says Happy Thanksgiving after the new year? But, we ain't going to talk about that. But, you did hear 
Daniel Snyder says everything will run through Coach Rivera. I will be taking a step back. He said that himself. Now, I heard... He has been the only coach since Joe Gibbs to actually have control of the team. To do do whatever he wants to do. Now, let me stop you right there for a second. Let me stop you right there for a second. And, and, And let me ask you this question. Remember when Jay Gruden came here? Mm-hmm. They had cleaned house already mm-hmm. from Mike Shanahan era. Mm-hmm. You brought in Jay Gruden to do the same exact thing that you were asking LeBron to do. Mm-hmm. But you gave Jay Gruden five five and a half seasons. No, not five and a half seasons. You gave Jay Gruden five and a quarter, not even a quarter, five and a penny of a season to change this team around and make this team more competitive. You stripped him of his rights this season. Just this season, you stripped him of his rights. Now, do you think, in your honest opinion, do you think Ron Rivera will get stripped of his rights after a quarter of a season? No. Ron Rivera is running this team. Okay. Hands down. Okay. But you got to think about it, too. The difference between him and Jay is Ron Rivera has a proven track record of winning. But does he? He really does. Now, Coach Rivera, what, what track record does Jay Gruden have? None. Other really. than taking a rookie quarterback. Okay. Two. Well, no, no, no. I was saying yeah. that. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That. You had a rookie quarterback in Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you had two wonderful seasons. Just two. Yeah. Okay. And all the, be honest with you, and I'm gonna keep it real. Only reason why they even hired Jay Gruden was because he was a winning coach, not in the NFL, but in arena football. I think that Washington was trying to get a coach here in D.C. for a while to fill the kind of shoes of Joe Gibbs for a minute. No coach you had after Joe Gibbs can replace him. I know. No, coach but you got to think about it. Every coach that we had previously, a little bit. Joe Gibbs was here, and then you went to get Mike Shanahan. You thought Shanahan was really but the answer. Shanahan had a true track record of winning. But the reins, but Joe Gibbs told them to turn that reins over to, I think it was the defensive coordinator at the time, right? If memory serves me correctly, I think he said turn the reins over to the defensive coordinator at that time frame to be the next head coach of this team. Are you talking about after uh, Joe Gibbs left? After Joe Gibbs left. After Joe Gibbs left, Greg Williams should have been the head coach. Exactly. Which we know. But yeah, you go Greg hire... Williams, I did. It was Greg Williams. You yeah. go hire Jim Thorne. Okay. Now, now that you bring up Jim Thorne, I got I to gotta, hold up. I got to get this one in here. Hold up. Wait a minute. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because I know we're running a little bit of time on the show. But Jim Zorn was not bad. Please do not hate on Jim Zorn. I ain't hating, but he ain't produced shit here. And don't hate on Jason Campbell, neither. Because Jason Campbell could have had a productive Jason season. Jason Campbell's career got messed up by having a different coordinator every year. Thank you. Now, Jim Zorn had this team at, what, 8-8? Eight and eight? No, he never had a team at 8-8. Eight eight. He had this team at 8-8. Eight eight. He never had a team at 8-8. Eight eight. If this team finished this season at 8-8. Eight eight. He never had a team where he had the reins to go 8-8. Eight eight. Never. This team was at 500 a little bit that year. No, the first year Jim Zorn came here, we had a losing season. Look it up. Okay. 
Look up the records for for okay. Jim's on. Oh, okay. When he coached the Redskins. Okay. The, we'll, we'll talk about that season and a half that he. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get fired? Okay, seriously, I've always had to answer this question. How do you get fired on the field? Get your rights stripped from you on the field. You are not calling any plays on the field at all this game. How did you get that done? How do you do that? I don't know. You gotta ask him. How do you get fired on a game? You know what? This is what you do. You ask him and Albert Hainsworth and then they'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know. Because, uh, for one, you were stupid as hell to have Benny Serrano as your GM. Fucking stupid. Then you go. Oh, no, 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 no. The first stupid mistake we made was you hired a, co- a college coach, which was Steve Spurrier, who didn't do shit for the state but get his new uniform. Yeah, and then you go and go get on one of his old players and Danny Warfel, which was the dumbest player. Who the hell was Danny Warfel? A Heisman Trophy winner, that's what he was. Okay, but Danny Warfel didn't but, do anything in But look season. at all the quarterbacks we had. Danny Warfel, Shane Matthews, Gus Hey, Shane, Shane, Sugar Shane, Sugar Shane was good. Shane was good. Shane, Shane was good and terrible. <laughs> Shane no. Matthews was good. I, I like Shane no, Matthews. Let me run these quarterbacks back. You had Matthews. Yeah, Shane Matthews. Mm-hmm. Gus Farratt. Farratt went on to win a Super Bowl. Danny Werfel. Jeff George. Hey, we ain't going to talk about Jeff George. Jeff George was the old man. Patrick Ramsey. Hey, Ramsey was the shit. Ramsey had promise in the future in D.C. No, don't even lie. Don't even. You can't even sit up here and lie and say Dan. Jason. Wait a minute, hold on. Patrick Ramsey had a successful. No, he, he was He was all right. And Patrick Patrick Ramsey what? won his game against Dallas. One quarterback that they didn't give credit to? Who? Mark Brunel. Oh, Brunel was a shit. Brunel was a shit. Oh. Brunel was a shit. Brunel had everything lined up for himself. Brunel was the was the man in the man in charge of this team. Brunel had his whole offense moving in the right direction. He just never got a chance to finish his, his soccer. He was on the bench with Sexy Rexy. We ain't gonna talk about that motherfucker. Sexy Rexy was a shit. Hey, he was Jekyll and Hyde, motherfucker. <laughs> he was sexy. He, he was, was Jekyll and Hyde. After that goddamn Super Bowl bullshit, <laughs> they were like, we're gonna bring in Rex Bro. What the? <laughs> but Sexy Rexy had a, 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 a game plan that was that was pretty good. He, he had a game plan that was phenomenal, and it was great. Sexy Rexy did his damn thing. And, and I ain't going to lie about it. He had a game plan that worked. But he was over there flirting with cheerleaders, though. Like I said, finish the rundown of these quarterbacks. So, Adam Barbardale, you had Rex. Yeah. We missing somebody. We, yeah, the unknown motherfucker that nobody liked. We missing somebody. John Beck. Yeah, him. The Be- shittiest quarterback in the fucking world. I don't know who the hell hired him. Who the hell thought that John Beck was going to be the quarterback of the future? I don't know where the hell he came from. Not to mention, you got about Tim Hasselbeck. Yeah, hell. Tim Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck wasn't that bad. Chase Daniel. Yeah, he was some shit. Who was the quarterback you had in Hawaii? Um, Colt Brennan. We had Brennan? Yes, we had Colt Brennan. Oh, Jesus. I don't even remember all these quarterbacks. I do. I, I remember them. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I remember them, but they were like, now, yeah. That's the thing. We got through them. Okay. Now, so, after these bangles, we get R. 
RG3. All right. Cool. Well, Jason Campbell was supposed to be there. I know, but Jason Campbell was supposed to take all the reins for years. Oh, you forgot D Nat. That was just a holdover. <laughs> that was just a holdover. No, we got a because, back. No, because we were supposed to get Vic that year. But they didn't want to go get Vic. I know. Because they didn't want a, a dog fighting killer to be on a team. But you got acquitted. Acquitted. No, he didn't get acquitted. He wound up going to jail for two years, basically. Who? Vic. No, not Vic. But you went to go get an acquitted person that beat up a woman. Ruben Foster. Yep, 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 yep. You got Ruben Foster. And then you got the trouble. Albert Hainsworth on the team later on down the road. Oh, well, we want to talk about trouble athletes. <laughs> How about the white boys? Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger did me. Yeah. Got swept under the rug. <laughs> got really swept under the rug. Okay. The sheriff did some shit. They got swept under the rug. Yeah, that was all of But them. they didn't get in trouble. No. But not to sound, not to be whatever, but how come us Negroes <laughs> always got to get in trouble for something? Because Vic wasn't even, Vic wasn't, Vic wasn't even exposed to that stuff, though. It don't make a difference. It's not right. No, it ain't. They can do whatever, and it's just swept under the rug, but we do something. But Jay Gruden got fired. But you know what the real reason why Jay, I think Jay Gruden got fired for real for him? There's only one white person that had some scrutiny. Uh, he uh, no the Eagles. 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 Um, I can't think of his name. He was a linebacker for the Eagles, or he was a he was wide receiver for the Eagles that went out there and shot out the N-word. That don't count. I was I refer to Aaron Hernandez. But wait, oh, wait a minute, that. wait a minute. <laughs> Y'all will leave Aaron Hernandez alone. He was a smart individual. They had a a statement on him. You know, in the state that he was in that he killed himself in, right? That they so-called said he killed himself in? Anything that he did when he killed himself in that jail is now in void. Basically. It got down in void. I'm going to tell you what it is. The double murder thing he got acquitted of. Yeah. He was found not guilty. Right. Now the case of Olden Lloyd, yeah, that was still pending. So it says the law that they have there is, if you are on trial or whatever, or before the trial starts, if you are on some type of case, yeah, and it hasn't been solved yet, if you kill yourself or whatever, yeah, your case gets null and void. Blah blah blah. And that's mom- why. That's why he killed himself, and the money that the Patriots owed him, which was fifteen million, went to his family. It went to his daughter. No, it went to the family. But yeah, it also went to his daughter. Yeah, that's what well, it really supposed to go to his daughter. But his daughter, but that made a lot of sense though. So that's why he basically killed himself. Yeah, pretty much. But I believe he already knew that. Reason why he knew that because of a case that happened years before. There was a guy that was a serial rapist or something. Yeah, he went to jail and they killed him in jail. Yeah, he was on his case or whatever didn't come up yet. But yeah. when he died, that guy was. Wipes the slick got wiped clean. Yeah. But out of all of the stuff that happened. But that's why you don't see a lot of Aaron Hernandez he lived a double life. He killed Olden Lloyd. Everybody knows this. Yeah, we do. He shot that dude, uh, Alexander Bradley. Mm-hmm. He shot him at that at point blank. The yeah. double murder thing, I don't know. He got acquitted, not guilty, you can't talk about it. It's over. Exactly. But at the end of the day, all of that stuff. 
that was going on, whether his life with his brain or whatever, all that was due to the multiple concussions he had. CP, I mean, the it's CTE. CTE, yeah. All that happened for a reason. They did a research on it, and his brain was not the normal 27-year-old brain. No, it was like a functioning older brain. Like, it, it, that CTE really messed him up bad. So, yeah. at the end of the day, him lashing out and killing, that was due to that. Yeah. There's not no excuse. He did it. But in the same aspect of breath, though, as CTE is so spread around the NFL, though, you know, and a lot of these players and, like, Antonio Brown, a lot of people think he really got it. No, Antonio Brown don't have CTE. He just a retarded motherfucker. But no, but... <sighs> Antonio Brown doesn't have CTE. He does this stuff to get attention, which is stupid. Look yeah. at what he did to get out to get out of the Raiders organization. That was stupid. Yeah. Come on now. But I want to thank you, D, for coming live and on the show, man, tonight, man. We had a breakout show tonight. Everybody want to say thank y'all to DJ Curry himself, you know what I mean? Back on the show, everybody. You know, uh, we will be doing another show for the Super Bowl. And we're going to be wrapping up season one of the Rhythm Sports Show after the Super Bowl goes off. Season one of the Super, uh, season one of the Rhythm Sports Show will be ending at the end of the Super Bowl. That will be the final show for that. And then we're going to move straight on into doggone basketball season. And I know DJ Kirk got a lot of things going on with basketball season coming about for us. Ain't that right, D? Of course. You know. So, um, today's theme for today and tonight's show and tomorrow morning show, because tomorrow morning we're going to post this show up there, is when, 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 when. Thank y'all. Y'all been a great audience today. I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and this is... Dr. Sports, a.k.a. Dave. All right, y'all. We got to win. Thank y'all, and stay tuned for the next time we do a show. We'll see y'all later, baby.